I'm Luke Worsfold and this is the Lisa Podcast, where we go inside addiction to raise your level of consciousness. So welcome Roman to the Lisa Podcast. On the podcast we talk about all things addiction. So if you wouldn't mind just sort of kicking us off a bit about yeah your story and how you got to where you are today. Uh, so maybe I'm like many guests in your podcast. I want to be talking about video game addiction, which like doesn't sound so uh, as bad as like heroin addiction, alcohol addiction. I mean, it isn't, but it's very psychologically interesting to me. And I've been playing video games since I was uh, very young, and I think it wasted like maybe half of my childhood. And like well into my early twenties, I was still playing them, and even when like I had very concrete like important goals to accomplish. I still, like, couldn't, like, break, break, like, the cycle of, like, binging on video games for, like, weeks or, like, up to a month. And, uh, eventually, I, I analyzed psychologically what was going on with me and why I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, just stop myself from doing it. And I wrote this book, Addiction, Procrastination, and Laziness. And, uh, from my realizations about about how I, how I did it and why I was doing it. I was actually still, like, in the middle of writing this book, there were, there were times when, like, it, like, for, like, a week, between a week and a month, I would, uh, I, like, write, wrote the book for a month and then, like, video game binge for, like, a week or two. And, like, halfway through the book, I'm like, why don't I apply, like, the thing? Originally, the book was mostly, like, understand, like, why you're addicted. And I'm like, why don't I apply, like, the concepts from this to quitting? And, like, since the middle of the book, I was, like, maybe five years ago, I totally quit uh, any kind of video games, and I haven't played any at all for almost five years. Yeah, that's really cool. And what were some of, or let's start with, like, how would you kind of define addiction? So what would you sort of, how did you see that in your mind? Well, in the book, I, uh, I showed that, it, like, pretty much humans are made to get addicted to things. Like, humans are addicts to pleasure. Like, pretty much anything that brings pleasure could become addictive. Like, humans are constantly seeking it out. Like, you can't just, like, sit in a place and do nothing for a while. You're going to want to seek something pleasurable. You're going to want to do something or uh, eat something, just anything that will bring you just the physical sensation of pleasure. And uh, if you get all that from, like, one source, or maybe one very powerful source, like drugs or like video games or alcohol, something like that. Like that's an addiction. But like in general, the pleasure, like we're addicts to pleasure. So it's it's not a uh, it's not that's how we operate. It's nothing wrong with it. Like that's how humans like seek out like what makes us like be able to be alive. Like food, like all the things that. Uh, that are good for us, all the things that, like, allow us to survive, like, we've adapted, I mean, we've kind of co-evolved all these things, and the things are made to be pleasurable, like, food, like, water, like, whenever you, like, something's uncomfortable for you, relieving it is very pleasurable, so that's kind of the control system at the base of our mind, but, you know, some things are manufactured to, like, like, games, gambling, also, video games, which are specifically target that and they could become like a serious addiction which like takes most of your time maybe most of your life 
Yeah, it's really interesting. I think some people, um, when they like stop one addiction, for example, it's easy to get addicted to something else. And you said about like the pleasure. Would you say people, or would you say in your experience, your focus on pleasure has like dispersed, if you like, and spread out among lots of different things, or would you say it switched focus to something else? How did you manage the like displacement of the pleasure? Well, mostly, it, I would say it. I um, I kind of architected my life. I constructed it to get like everything to get my work and my pleasure all from one source, which was writing. And I was trying to do that, but and like I kind of enjoy writing. I enjoy the process. I enjoy accomplishing it. I enjoy like doing the research and like getting the ideas for what to write and. Like, that would be okay if video games didn't exist. So, like, video games are much more pleasurable than that. They're, like, I get some enjoyment from writing, maybe, like, out of a scale of 1 to 10, maybe a 3 or a 4. But video games are up there. They're 10. So, like, if those two are competing with each other, the video games are going to win out, like, a good portion of the time. So, like, the, the goal I did, what I did was I cut myself off from them altogether using uh, some interesting strategies. I'll probably mention here, but uh, the goal was just to not have them in my life and like focus, like focus all my all my pleasure seeking on like one productive thing. And I'm assuming, based on that context, that you that you would uh, like correct me if I'm wrong, but that like video games negatively impacted your life, and then writing would positively impact it. How did how sure. did that kind of make sense? What was the negative impact on the gaming side? And what was the positive impact you were going towards on the writing side? Well, the writing side is obviously, it's like my career, it's like what I want to do with my life and what I'm doing successfully. And, you know, that's like, that's the one's purpose in life. That's like what you should strive for. And like what people, like happy people generally successfully strive for over like the course, the course of like finding their purpose in life all the way to death. And video games are just a complete waste of time. You only have so much time to live on this world. Like, you know, that's your main limited resource. You have maybe sixty years, like sixty like conscious years. And well, if you're gonna spend like eight hours a day playing video games, like that's gonna you're not gonna accomplish all the goals you set for yourself. You're just gonna you know, you're just gonna get in get into like the hole, the video game hole and you know, what you'll emerge from it in a week and you feel shameful about yourself. Like, oh, what do I do? And then, like, keep coming back because it's so pleasurable. Yeah, so it's, there's still quite a lot of shame there. You'd play these video games and then you'd have, like, a binge on them and then you'd be like, oh, why did I do that? I need to do, like, some writing or something. But yet you'd still go back and binge and, like, get into that sort of shame cycle. Yeah, the goal was, so what I wrote in the book about how to control it, was to physically change your environment. If you're going to try to psychologically stop yourself from playing video games, like if you do nothing to physically separate from them, yourself from them, they're always like a click away on your computer. Like you could, you know, you could sustain that for uh, for weeks, for months, but like you're going to go back to the video games. You're just, oh, you're going to... With me, it was like an interesting cycle. I would... Uh, I didn't drink very often, but sometimes my friends went drinking at a bar or something. And uh, I drink with them, and like sometimes the next day I'd, I'd be able to fully write, but sometimes I get like a hangover. Like I wasn't, I couldn't like, you know, 
after drinking, your brain doesn't work as well. Words don't really come to you. You feel sluggish. So, so like, after the day, I'm like, ah, I may as well take the day off my brain. Like, I'm not going to get any writing done today anyway. Like, why not just play a video game? Like, you play it for one day. You're going to want it much more the next day. You play the next day. You're going to want it a lot more the third day. And, you know, it's a self-perpetuating feedback loop. Like, the more you play it, the more you want it. So, like, now I tell, like, I tell my friends, and they're often, they're often, like, wide-eyed. I'm just like, what? I'm like, I would rather, like, sit in, like, in a room and stare at a wall doing nothing than play a video game. Because like, that might be boring and uncomfortable, but, like, I'm not going to want, it's not going to impact my, the next day. Like, the next day I'll probably be more productive. I'll probably want to write because I just, you know, I just spent a boring, terrible day, like, staring at the wall or the, the ceiling. But, uh, and, like, no, this they're about as useful. You're not going to, like, I mean, there's some, like, educational games, but mostly what people are playing are like Counter-Strike and, and Zelda and Pokemon and shit. <laughs> so that's not going to, you're not going to gain anything physically from it. It's, it's about the, the contribution to your life is about like staring at a wall. So like I would take the displeasure like any day over like having the, the, like the, the addiction or like the pleasure seeking from video games creep into the next day and maybe like, into a video game hole for a month. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I, I would agree. I replaced my TV and Xbox in my room for a library, and now I have a library there. So rather than having that temptation, I did change my physical environment. But what was interesting that you said then is the point about your um, like the trigger. So for example, you feel hungover, like the Xbox is perhaps sitting there, you don't want to write, so then you start playing one day, and then the cycle starts itself, and you start like that binge process. Would you say? Like, you started to recognize those triggers and, like, reprogram them. How would you say that bit works? Mm. Well, so this is more like a chain of events that are triggered. It's not like being hungover really made me want to play video games. It just made me unable to do, like, what I could do instead. So I started. And how I changed, the way I changed my environment, similar to, like, replacing my, uh, like, my Xbox. I never had an Xbox. I just played, like, computer games, like Counter-Strike and... There's all these, like, video game sites online with, like, these petty little games, but, like, those are just as addictive. Like, they make really complex video games these days, like, extremely complex. And, like, the most simple thing, like Candy Crush or, like, there was, like, this Flappy Bird game where, like, you just tap and the bird goes. Like, those are equally addicting to, like, Counter-Strike and Mass Effect and, like, all the most, the most sophisticated things people, like, make, like, spend billions of dollars to get people to play these games. But really just about anything could just be extremely addicted. And the way I changed my environment is, uh, so I worked from my computer and I played video games from my computer. And at that point, when it's a click away, that is that is a recipe for disaster. When you could just click over to another window, like here's your writing, right? Here's your work. I'm doing something productive here. And always right here at the very bottom of your screen, you could like switch to just, just a completely mindless, like, vacuum of playing video games. You're going to do it. Like, if you get, like, like, it's proportional to how easy it is to start. So, like, the, the motivation you need for it is as proportional to how easy it is to start. So if you're just a little bit annoyed at writing, like, you, let's say you can't find a word. You know, you're looking for a synonym and you can't find it. And then, like, well, you could look at the synonyms, like, okay, like, or, like, you know, like, you feel some displeasure now, you want to sue them, you click over to the video game, 
and like suddenly you're just playing it like okay like that could last for 10 minutes right like you the last 10 minutes like okay like you click back like now i'm gonna write but like you just like hit yourself with a huge dose of pleasure you know you just like whatever you'd spend those 10 minutes on like i don't know catching a pokemon or something or like getting to the next level of something like that's your your brain is kind of like oh that was really good like i don't want to switch to something that's much less pleasurable than that like you're gonna write now like your brain's like, oh, like even if, if writing is a little enjoyable, like like going down from like a very intense pleasure to a low one feels like just the same as doing something like absolutely tedious, like a chore. So then you can't really write anymore. Like you, what like what you need to do is like like go for a walk, like reset yourself, go for a walk, take a shower or something, like eat, like and then maybe come back. But like if you're just gonna try to like sit at the computer like ten minutes of video games, maybe ten minutes or thirty minutes of writing, like all you're gonna do is play the video game. So, well, I had to cleanse my computer. I had to delete, like, every... I had to block all the sites. I had to uh, uninstall all the games I had installed on there. Later, I got a computer, which, like... Like, I got, like, as, as bad a computer as I can. It could handle, like, Microsoft Word, like, maybe some internet browsing, but, like, no games. It was just too slow. That was one solution. And uh, the thing, when it's a click away, like, there's not, there's nothing quite... As uh, as easy to start as like playing a video game when you're already at your computer, like smoking even takes like requires take like reaching into your pocket or taking something physically. Uh, you know, drinking requires opening a bottle. Like all kinds of drugs require like a, like at least some effort to take them. But when it's a click away, you know it takes like some effort and some time. But when it's a click away, like that is faster than than. Any resolutions is faster than any habits. It's faster than any thought processes. You don't even have a thought, get like a thought in before like you you like you instinctively click away from like what you were writing when you when I couldn't like formulate a sentence to like the game and and the other window. Like it takes absolutely no time. You can't like your mind can't control that. You physically have to put time and like and effort, but time also. In between you and the video game, because like during that time you could have a thought like, "Wait, am I going to play a video game right now? Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm sabotaging everything I'm working for." So that's great because because even if you try to like cultivate habits to like not play, if it's a if it's like a mil like half a second away from from just doing it, you're gonna do it. Yeah, so. yeah, I know what you mean. It's so easy even for me to get distracted on my computer. You said you tried uh, for a while to have like a really bad computer that couldn't even like handle the video games. I just wondered, yeah, yeah. Like, what computer you have now? If you have like Mac or Windows or any like, you know, I still, I still have that computer. That's the one I work on. The one that like, if I open a video game on it, it'll like lag really badly. Yeah. Like um, I still, I mean, I you know, I didn't, I didn't uh, install any new stuff on it. That was like. Five years ago, I didn't install anything new on it. I didn't, you know, get any like weird software. Nothing. So it's still it's still mostly like a word processor, and like for that it works really well. You know, it didn't get slower. So that's the kind I use. Yeah, that's really cool. And what other uh, like tips and tricks would you be able to like give the audience, perhaps, um, that would help them sort of manage their time and procrastination and not be so like yeah addicted to games and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing would be to like whatever, like make it as hard for yourself. Like a lot of like self, like motivation and stuff. Like what I write about in my book is uh, 
kind of manipulating yourself to like do the things you want and not do the things you don't want. Like kind of treat yourself as like as like a computer or like as a deterministic kind of robot. Like like if your environment is set up in a certain way, like some portion of the time you're going to like do like the easiest, like most pleasurable things there. So you have to predict, like, in the future, like, like right now, maybe I'm disgusted by the idea of playing a video game at all. But in the future, if that option is available, I'm going to, like, I could predict 100% I'm going to do it. Maybe 99% or something, unless something extreme happens. So, like, cleanse your environment of anything. Like, if you're addicted to video games, like Netflix, like, pretty much the same thing. People, like, binge Netflix for weeks. Like, I... I hear, you know, on, on all the social media, there's people like, oh, my God, I binge-watched binge Netflix for another week. And I'm like, oh, I sometimes send them a link to my book. Like, you have to, like, the key there is to delete your Netflix. Like, you can't, like, you can't have access to that anymore. Like, stop paying them. Like, next time you want to, like, binge-watch a season of something, like, well, you're going to have to go back on Netflix. You're going to have to, like, pay them, like, 20 bucks or, like, 10 bucks a month or whatever they charge. And you're gonna have to make consciously make that decision. I just constantly make consciously make that effort. Pull out your credit card, you know, type it in, and like as you're doing all that, you're gonna be like, wait, oh, I really want to do this. And like sometimes you will, you know, sometimes you'll go through with it anyway. But like I'd say 90% of the time you wouldn't, you know, get another Netflix account. And like, well, like after you don't do it for a while, the urge kind of goes away. Like maybe the first day you. Uh, you really want to binge Netflix or watch the video, play a video game, and like you cleanse your environment from it. Like it takes you, like let's say it takes you, like now, a second to open Netflix, maybe five seconds, or to open a video game. And let's say you increase that to like ten minutes, like from like, like let's say you delete like whatever like automatic entering your credit card account into into like whatever site you want. Like that'd be a good idea because that's putting time and effort between you and like your addiction. So you increase the time, to, so it takes 10 minutes from getting the card out, punching in the number, or like reinstalling the game, for instance. Like reinstalling Counter-Strike, that takes like some, that takes a lot of time. And like put like an internet blocker if you're playing online games from like Newgrounds or something. Like that's kind of, that's, I used to do that a lot. Newgrounds has some games on it, you could play them, you could play them for days. If you block, there's like, like block this site or something, like add-ons to Google Chrome or something. So to play them now, you have to go into like Google Chrome. You have to open like your block thing. You have to like find like the thing you blocked, like unblock it and be like, all right, so no, that's putting minutes between you and the game. And if you have a computer that can't, if you can't even have any technology could handle the games, even better. Like what are you going to do if like your computer physically can't run the game? Are you going to go buy another computer? Like, like mold, if your addiction is really really intense like maybe you know but but uh chances are you aren't and if you don't do that for like a week or two like your your like pleasure seeking and like netflix or the game is really going to fade like it's less and less addicting over time like that's why quitting stuff like this works because after time like your urge for it becomes much less strong and eventually you won't feel even have the impulse like i don't ever have an impulse to play a game or binge watch netflix or anything yeah, and what's interesting After is, yeah, yeah, is I like what you're saying about the fact that you have to sort of distance yourself from the pleasure of what the like source you're trying to get, so whether it's like drugs or 
playing games or whatever that pleasure source is for you. Put as much distance between you and that as possible, so there's lots of friction there. So, so you'd go and seek pleasure somewhere else first. Um, yeah. And you said over time that kind of fades, um, the need to go back to the old source, if you like. But how would you like say your like sense of identity has changed during that process? Uh, I wouldn't say my sense of identity has changed. I would just say, well, I don't know, my, uh, my work habits certainly changed, which like is good. You get a lot of confidence from just getting your work with work done every day in and day out, just, I don't know, cranking out like a page or something a day like that. Uh, that gives you like confidence and inspires you to do more. So like, you don't want to have opposing things. You want to you want to have something that uh, you're like doing. You're doing productively and achieving, and something that's a giant hole. You don't want to like a hole for your time that just you wasted and you feel shameful about. It. You don't want to have opposing like opposing forces like that in your life. Because like when you cut out like the video games and devote yourself only to to work and a little leisure, like little. Like leisure, kind of hang out with friends, like something that's not just addictive as video games. Then, um, you know, that turns kind of turns into an upward spiral. Like the more you accomplish, the more you want to accomplish. So you could like, you know, you could work for sixteen hours a day and like have like a happy, like manic time at it. Whereas if you work like sixteen hours one day and play sixteen video games sixteen hours another day, like all your efforts gonna be like to not, uh, like fall into like the useless pleasure and like do something productive at all. Like that's going to be most of your effort instead of like now you have free time and you have free like cognitive resources and, and, and motivation to like do more. And like the more you do, like the better you feel about yourself, like, like the more productive you feel, the more like excited you feel to do similar things. And you can just keep scaling that up. Whereas if you're partially, you're fighting, you're fighting bad impulses and like trying to indulge in the good ones, like you're not, well, you're not going to get very far. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, and like you say, to create that consistent path to like building your new future, if you like, through those like, pleasure responses from something good and those micro-accomplishments, if you like. But in terms of like your book, what other, or what's like one of the most interesting things you like about your book or one of those like golden nuggets that you found yeah, most impactful when writing it? Um, I would say... The thing that I used to have a very mind over matter attitude. Like if I don't want to do something, I uh, I won't. Like, like why? Like I could just stop myself from uh, playing games or something like something else detrimental like that. But uh, kind of like accepting that that uh, motivation is kind of thermodynamic. You know about thermodynamics? Like in uh, with molecules. It's not like um, like if you have a molecular reaction, like you think like oh this will all con like like all the hydrogen will react with the oxygen and you're gonna get H two O or something. Like actually, there's all, with all the molecules, some of it's going backwards, so some of it is H two O again converting to like H two and O two, and that reaction very all kinds of reactions. There's uh and in like temperature and stuff, there's always like molecules going back and forth. So motivation is kind of like that. Like you could increase your motivation. You could really try. You could really try to like quit video games. Like really, really um, 
like set your mind to it and like get as much motivation as you can get like friends supporting you and whatever and still like that will only decrease like how much your likelihood of playing video games from like let's say 50% a day to like 90% a day or 95 but like 5% of the time like what's that like, tw once in 20 days you're going to go back to it and that's might turn into an, a big a big downward spiral of just like a binge so figuring out that like it's not just about like controlling your, controlling your behavior with your mind it's about controlling your environment your mind will change constantly your mind's going to you're going to have the impulses for playing the game fighting other impulses and you know your your state of mind's going to change often and sometimes like the impulses to do something negative to do your detrimental behavior is going to outweigh like uh, like 10x of all your positive impulses to not do it and you're just going to fall into that hole but um if you change your environment that's a physical change like no matter what happens in your mind like you can't like physically overcome the fact that like your xbox just isn't there like what are you going to do like like generate one like build one like you're buying one's tough you know you could but uh chances are like like all the time it takes you to buy you're gonna have a thought like you know your again like the positive impulses will outweigh the negative ones like oh geez you, you know you could be in the store about to buy an xbox and they're like cash or credit and you're like oh you know fuck, i don't want to buy it and you go home and like well that's another day you spent you spend not playing video games and eventually you'll stop even wanting to do it yeah so, yeah, so it's almost like not engaging the willpower in a sense. So, like, say you've got a packet of cigarettes in front of you, and you're like, oh, I really don't want one, I don't want one, or I can't have one is the worst statement. I can't have it, I can't have it. You're engaging willpower, and the thing about willpower is it has a time limit. If I'm hanging on, like, a ledge, the ledge of a cliff, if you come back in two days, I'm not going to be there. And I could have had all the willpower in the world to hang on, but it's not happening. So, like, willpower always have has this time limit. But like you say, if you can change your environment take the cigarettes off the table and put them in the bin when you're in the mood to do so or throw them out of the house because, you know, we can all go through the bin, but throw them out of the house or somewhere else and then you're not engaging willpower because you don't have that in your environment. Like you say, it's a lot harder then to go out and bring that thing you've removed back into your environment and that takes a lot more effort. So hopefully we can start seeking pleasure from, from other places before that sort of, um, yeah, comes back in and change that behaviour pattern. You know, yeah. um, I wanted to add one. Yeah, the willpower thing. Absolutely, you're right. Like nothing in my book, and like nothing really I do in my life requires like almost any willpower. Like any, just like strain yourself. Cause I mean, me personally, like so I've I've been skeptical that like anybody has this, but like it seems that some people do. But uh, like all my friends, I kind of so I live kind of like a monkish lifestyle. It's like you know, no, no, like, intense pleasures, like, mostly work, and then, like, you know, hanging out with friends and stuff, and my friends are always, like, like, wow, you're really, like, you're really, like, ascetic, you know, I, I tell them, we're like, like, monkish, like, totally abstaining from all pleasure, and, uh, they say, like, something, it's, like, it's about willpower, I'm, like, no, 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 like, I have almost, I have no willpower, like, I am totally free of willpower, it's all about like arranging my life so like so that uh just economically it's better to be productive than 
than not to, to like do things that will benefit me in the future than things that will just give me useless pleasure today. Yeah, it's almost training your mind not to be so like focused on instant gratification and more on delayed gratification, um, but which is super interesting. But you also said something like about your friends refer to you kind of like being monkish. I just wondered if you meditate or have any practices like that. No, I was, just yesterday I was reading a book on like mindfulness and doing meditation, and I, I have I've done I've experienced like the mindfulness state like naturally. Like there was a time I uh, had a serious back injury, so I couldn't really like move and couldn't I could, if I walked it was very very painful. And later when I walked, like when it stopped being like painful, I still had to walk at like maybe a third of like how normal people would walk. And like when you like so life was kind of slowed down and I was also like really like manically happy that uh, like I wasn't in constant pain anymore and like for so like for a year or two like I kind of just always experienced a mindfulness state I was always extremely aware of like everything going on in my mind and everything going on with my body and everything going on in the outside world like slowly detached like exactly how they describe mindfulness uh, but I haven't meditated a day in my life. So, you know, the mindfulness thing, it seems good. It seems like if you're not going to break your back or like something similar and experience something like this, like, because the benefits of it are great. Like just being aware of your, your thoughts and things around you, like not like, you know, kind of like the video games are like the opposite of mindfulness. You're, you don't have any thoughts like while you're doing, you, you like something might come in your brain like, oh, I got to continue I got to continue like playing like what about like how do I beat the next boss or something but uh yeah mindfulness is is great for it but I don't know how people could maybe they could like take a breath in the middle of a video game and be like what am I doing but I don't think that would work yeah I mean awesome. yeah I think in a sense it is slightly mindful um obviously it has like a negative or it can have a negative impact in your life um and it certainly did yours but in a sense I feel like it's mindful in the fact that you're focused on something. So where in mindfulness perhaps you might focus on the breath or you might and like sort of let your thoughts go to not cloudy the mind so much. When you're playing video games really intensely, you're just focusing on that video game. You're not thinking about your boss or work or what you're having for dinner. Your focus and attention is solely on one thing, which is quite mindful in a sense. Um, but yeah, the behavior pattern can kind of be um, a bit yeah, sort of destructive. Uh, oh, I feel, so I'm still, you know, I've, I haven't done the mindfulness meditation, so I don't really know what it takes, but I would think video games are the exact opposite. Like, video games are constantly, like, engaged in, like, something in your physical environment. It's not, it's not what I've read about, uh, like, the detached, like, observing what's going on in your mind and, like, like not judging it and, like, letting it go. Yeah, and like focusing back on the breath of video game, you're really, you're like, you know, you're in it and like you can't stop. Like that's like, it's kind of like the thoughts rushing into your head that you can't, you know, you, you, you try to like keep your head free of thoughts for like a minute and like new, new ones about like, oh, my boss are going to rush in. Like new ones about like the video game are going to rush in. So I, 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 for me, like video games are the exact opposite of mindfulness. Yeah, yeah. I and like movies that. and stuff, all that. Yeah, yeah, I do see your point of view, and I do understand yeah, the uh, benefits of that clarity, if you like, or the 
I don't know, search for nothingness, but I feel like sometimes we can always get caught up in trying to not have any thoughts. And even if you don't have any thoughts, you think, oh, I'm not having any thoughts, and then it starts off the cycle of thoughts again, which is always an interesting part of the journey when anyone embarks on a journey through mindfulness. But just going back a bit to when you say you were addicted to video games, what bit of advice would you give to yourself, to your addicted video game self, if you like? What advice would I give to my past self? Yeah. Uh, basically, like everything I wrote in that book, just don't even start. <laughs> just like if you want to, like if you want to play a video, like I don't know, like if you've never played video games before, don't even try it. <laughs> you know, if you if you haven't played for a month, like don't start that even even one time. Like don't click it. Like stare at a wall. Like just suffer through boredom for a little bit. Like go to sleep for God's sake or something. But don't ever start them again. It's kind of similar for smoking, too. Like if you quit smoking for a year or something, two years, like this happened to both my parents. They both smoke. And they quit, you know, they quit for like a year or two. And they had one cigarette, and that's it. All the cravings come right back. And they're, uh, they're right back in it, back to smoking like a pack a day within like a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we are coming to the end of the podcast now. But is there anything you'd sort of like to add? Anything else? Uh, I wanted to mention how video games are, like, why are they so pleasurable, for instance? Like, what makes them so exciting? And uh, it's kind of that they hack into people's, like, goal-accomplishing system. Like, people's, like, flow state, like, which, like, feels really good, like, just how people experience well-being is based on, like, constantly working towards a goal and like successfully like achieving like small little goals in pursuit of like some bigger goal which like bring you a lot of like joy to your life to like be really satisfying and video games really hack into that like there are like tons of engineers and like like uh game designers working specifically to like make this like the video games feel like the correct state of life like to feel like like Elon Musk or something feels when he uh, when he's like transforming the world and be and building like amazing things and that's like video games like there might not even be they might not be so like pleasurable at all like people are willing to work in the video game they're willing to do nothing but like rotely collect like coins you know for like days hours days just doing some rote repetitive tasks it's not fun for them you know they're they're doing it because uh, that that at least part because they want to get to the next exciting thing, you know. Just like you might work and like the work might be completely unpleasurable, but like well, that'll get you to the next goal. Like writing like a section or something or planning something out or editing. Editing for me is I hate editing my own work. It's extremely boring, but like I do it because like I know like oh there's a big there's a big big uh, reward at the end of this. I'll get something I want and. Video games tap into it. You constantly want to know, like, what's going to happen next. You want to get to the next level so you can see, like, oh, like, I'll face a boss and, like, see if you could beat him and, like, go to the next one. And, like, the final goal is beating the game. And you're, people would go through all kinds of mindless, like, point collecting. Like, I've spent, there was, like, some RuneScape, you know, RuneScape, it was, like, a massive, massive multiplayer online game where, uh, you know, you was like a role-playing character. You're a character. And so I spent like at least a week straight just like 
collecting like coins in the game, like, doing like nothing exciting, just like buying. You know, there, you could go around the world and you'd buy some stuff in one area of the world, and you'd physically walk like across this digital world to another area where you could sell it for like more. So I did that for like a week. You know, it's not because it was pleasurable. I was like, I felt like I was working, like I was grinding, and like there was something exciting in the future because I'd like buy some new piece of armor, which would allow me to get the get to the next, you know, the next level. And yeah, so the video games they make them too good. Like nothing in life almost provides such a feeling of well-being. And like nothing. I mean, afterwards, like after you complete it, most people feel like this a like, guilty pleasure. Like they feel guilty. Of having wasted all their time rather than like successful, like oh, I finally achieved what I wanted to. But like while you're doing it, it very much feels like like you're accomplishing something, like you're like living life as, as it's supposed to be. And very few things provide that except like for video, which kind of hack they hack into our like goal accomplishing system in our minds, and that's why they're just so so uh, addictive. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, well, thanks very much yeah, for coming on the show, um, and people will be able to yeah click the link down below to be able to check out your book and check out more about you. But yeah, thanks very much. Oh, thanks for having me. As always, thanks for listening. And if during this episode anything came up for you or anything was triggered inside you, please do not hesitate to reach out to one of our expert trained counsellors at InsideAddiction.co.uk and we'll be able to provide you with a free consultation and a safe and confidential space to explore any of that stuff that's going on inside you or that really like came up for you as you were listening to the episode because sometimes some of the content can be triggering and it can sort of bring stuff up in us that we need to explore. So feel free to reach out. And on that note, I wish you well on your journey to serenity. Mm-hmm.